Say hey. Hey. What's up? What's up? So before I start the recording, uh, we just got back from vacation. And when I went to go look at the video to try to edit it down a little bit, um, I see that the video is really distorted. So there's not really any issue with the audio, but the video, uh, at least on Micah's side, is a little bit blurry. Um, so I don't know if we just had a bad connection or what it is, but if you're watching it on YouTube, um, his camera is a little bit blurry. So with that being said, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Have a blessed day. Say bye. Bye. Hey, peace out. Uh, no. No? The power of the Holy Spirit, like you're saying, there would not have been a Pentecost right foreign. Had there not been yeah. a cross. Look, real quick, I, this woman, because I, I don't want to, I don't want to lose it. My brain's just going, but it's um. A woman said this the other day at church, we were talking and she said, when we get to heaven, you hear all the time. And I've thought about this myself. Who do I want to see from the Bible? Do I want to go see David? Do I want to see, you know, Joseph? Do I want to see, you know, all these great characters. But she said that it's probably very likely that these great heroes of the faith are going to be coming to us and saying to us, what was it like to have the Holy Spirit inside you walking on earth? You know what I mean? And we're, what? you know what? And when she first said that, I was like, I never even thought about that because we downplay the Holy Spirit so much. And it's, it's a tragedy because, because it robs, it robs the gospel of its supernatural power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is the Bible. The Bible has a uh, way of saying it. It says that the letter kills, but the spirit gives it life. So, I can take good scripture and I can just go and preach my legalism and I can, I can throw all kinds of good fancy scriptures out there, you know, and make it sound like this is truth and it can be truth, but it can also have a lot of dead letter in it. Mm. But if I have the spirit by unction, which is what Paul tells us to, to, to speak through, to minister through, we can, we, that's when change takes place. I have seen people's lives changed by the preaching of the gospel, but I've never seen people's lives changed just because they have literal meaning and literal understanding. That's good. I love it. Scripture changes. The word has power, but it's only because it's the spirit that gives it life. When breathed upon by the Holy Spirit, we're, we're brought into an atmosphere where faith comes alive, where we're, oh, I see that. Like I said, it's, it has to be a supernatural element. You're not, no, there are no salvation experiences except there be a supernatural element to it. The, the resurrection was the most supernatural event <laughs> in human history. <laughs> right. Right. And I think it was like your, your previous guest, he was talking about, was his mom who was dead yeah. for 50 some odd minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, 
I, okay, I, I was I was listening to that uh, yesterday or whenever. I was like, that's pretty dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, fifty-six that, that's minutes. Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's about as dead as you're gonna get. But guess what? We know God is still alive. See, we're not just talking about the Jesus that was. See, Jesus is not dead. He's alive. That's the revolutionary idea. That's what they took from the day of Pentecost. That's what spread like wildfire across Asia and Europe and Africa and all the all, all the nations of the earth was because of they said that somebody who was dead is now alive. Oh, where's he at? Well, you can't see him no more, but he now lives within us as the Holy Spirit. I'm like, what y'all? What are y'all talking about? So that's what they got. That's what got him killed. Yeah, that's what got him killed because it was so supernatural. But guess what? They had they had the empowerment of the Spirit to go and lay hands on the sick and see them heal. They had the empowerment of the Spirit to speak into people's life, and you know, so many people are scared of that. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's what yeah. was paid for at the cross. That's what mm-hmm. was paid for at the cross. Sorry, but mm-hmm. that's what the cross brought us. And I thank God for it because that's what gets me up every morning. That's what makes me want to get up. Yeah. That's what, because it's like somebody is still on this earth that God still wants to work through. God still wants to move through. And it takes it from us looking at just what he did. Like you said, and he says, look what you can do now because I did this. And it brings that dominion back where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. The, the kingdom, the kingdom, the, the, the scripture and uh, Daniel, I believe it is Daniel seven, maybe the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord. So that's radical. But um, <laughs> so not just not just political kingdoms like me, me and you've talked a little bit about this the kingdoms of media yeah the kingdoms of education mm-hmm. the kingdoms of literature the kingdoms of entertainment yeah. and music and art and business and economics the kingdom we got news for this kingdom age uh the kingdom's coming and it's here but it, there's a bunch of sleepers going on yeah. And so we're just we're we're here on the call to act podcast, calling people to get up and act. That's it. And the only way you can act through the Holy Spirit, you got to get up, you got to get going. There's something to do, something to say, something to see, but it's gonna be because of what he did at the cross. All of this goes back to the cross. Well, he paid for it at the cross. Um, I say it this way: when he gave up the ghost, you know, you look at the old, old scripture, it says. He gave up the ghost or he committed his spirit. That was the Holy Ghost. That wasn't just any other man's spirit. That was him. That was the Holy Spirit. And that's when he loosed it. He loosed it for resurrection. Yeah. If he hadn't released it at the moment he did, his body would have laid in the ground and rotted. But he loosed the spirit. And so three days later, the spirit goes and finds the body because the soul done went down to hell. Well, David done prophesied it, and he said this. He said, you wouldn't leave my soul in hell because guess why? The body is not going to see corruption. 
So we're going to go snatch it out of hell, bring it back, put it in a new glorified body, and it's going to ascend and bring us back. The Holy Spirit gives us power, gives us life, gives us a, a movement that causes the world to change. That was the that was the agenda of God. That yeah. was the secret of heaven's court decision that said this is going to happen. We're going to see a kingdom destroyed. We're going to see the kingdom of darkness destroyed and the kingdom light, you know, usher in a new age of truth. No longer hiding behind the walls of religion and a and a temple anymore. Now the temple is in man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's awesome because people don't understand the significance of these things, like the like the temple veil being torn. You know, it's it's and I was thinking about that the other day, how and I, I believe I've said it on here before, how Paul says, you know, do you do you not know that your body is a temple? Like your body is that temple yeah. now. That's why the temple veil has been torn. There's no need for you to go and commit your, you know, talk to a priest or anything like that, because we all have that indwelling of the Holy yeah. Spirit. The second that we ask Jesus into our heart, our body is that temple anymore. That's why we're seeing all the constant attacks on the body right now in society with all the movements that we're seeing, with everybody confused about what they are or who they are or who they like. That's why we're seeing all this stuff, because yep. Satan is trying to confuse people from understanding their body is that temple. And he's trying to take your testimony. He's trying to take everything from you, the the Holy Spirit, the the dominion that we have. And I said this earlier today. If you look in and um, I did a video on my Instagram where if you look in Genesis, I want to say it's Genesis chapter 12. God tells Abraham, I'm going to make your name great. But he says at the end of that verse, because a lot of times people will just say that. God told Abraham, I'm going to make your name great. But then they don't say the rest of their verse. The rest of the verse says, so uh, something along the lines of to be a blessing to others. Right. So that yeah. blessing, he, he made his name great to be a blessing to other people. And if you look in John 10, 10, Jesus says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy the things that God gives you, the Holy Spirit, the testimonies that you have. These are things that. Like God blessed Abraham and he said, I'm blessing you to bless others. That is the same way that it needs to be for us. The way that God blesses us with our stories, with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, with all these things that he gives us. Yeah. It is to point to him to bless other people, to share that, not just to white knuckle it and hold on to it or let Satan take it away from us. It's to say, no, this is given to me by God. I'm going to use it for his honor and glory. Yeah. And it has, there's a responsibility to that we don't like to talk about, though. Because it puts the handle toward you. Mm. Toward you are the one. Um, this is a strange scripture, but let's, let's, let's say it just because we have to. Um, Jesus says this. You go heal the sick. Mm. You go raise the dead. Mm. You go cleanse the leper. He didn't say, uh, I'm going to go. He, he didn't even say like we, what we would say. He didn't say, I'm going to go do this through you. No, no. He said, you go do it. You go do it. I think about Ezekiel when he's in the Valley of Dry Bones, Ezekiel 37, and he's standing there and he looks across the field and God asks him, he says, can these bone lives? Can, can they live now? Can they, can they, can they function again? And he's like, um, you know. Well, he said, well, why don't you tell them to get up? 
that's the responsibility of, of the dominion you're, you're really talking about. It's the dominion of we stand up and we say, get up. Yeah. It's the, and that is what, that's what took place in the book of Acts. If you look through the book of Acts, that's what happened. Acts chapter three, immediately after they're empowered, after they're endued with that Acts 1-8 power, they are told, they are told to, uh, you know, they're empowered to be witnesses. But then they go to go to the regular church meeting. They go to synagogue. They're getting ready to go pray. But they meet somebody, a lame man. He's laying there. There's a need. What do we do? Uh, well, we could walk on by and do nothing. But God is asking us now, what are we going to do about it? So they don't say, um, we can't do nothing for you. He's asking for alms. I've heard one guy say it like this. He's asking for alms, but what he really needed was some legs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> he gets, so he, they speak to his problem, but it's his need they're after. So mm -hmm. he's asking them for silver and gold, money. Uh, what do people ask you nowadays? Can I get some help? Uh, if I could just get some, just a little something, hold yeah. me over. Uh, Peter put it to them straight and said, we don't have silver or gold, but we do got something. And such as we do have, we give to you. And he said, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And when he did that, it set everything in motion. The man got up, went leaping and praising God to the temple. Mm -hmm. But it was not about where they were going to. It was about who they already were. They weren't going to the temple to go go meet with God. God had already met with them. Mm. We are the temple. Right. We are the temple. There's no other temple. You know, there's a lot of talk, Bible prophecy. I can show you. Third temple will be built at some point. There's plans in the making. It's going to happen. But that'll never be the temple. That'll never be the temple. You're the temple. I'm the temple. That'll be a form and a fashion. Religion will look at that and say it's a great thing. That's not the that's not the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple. That's where I'm like, that responsibility. What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. What are we going to do with this responsibility? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to preach the cross. I'm going to tell people it's there's hope in this. I'm going to tell them there's atonement in this. I'm going to tell them you got depression. I got the answer. You got a problem. I got the answer. Not in my flesh. But somewhere in the temple, behind the veil of my flesh, there's a place called the holiest of all. And in behind that is the ark that no longer resides in a temple. It now resides within me. I do, I do a, uh, like a sermon I uh, teach sometime on the third ark. Yeah. And we are the third ark. We're the third ark. You know, you had the ark of the covenant, Noah's ark. But now we're the ark. We're the we're the means of salvation that people are going to see. We we are the we're the letters read of all men, seen of all men. We're the ones that's supposed to reach out and touch those who would not be touched otherwise. It 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 puts a lot of responsibility on us. It does. But that's why we are spirit led. 
we're spirit led, not flesh led. Mm. And if you get into that, you're going to, that's, you're going to have all kinds of adventures. I mean, yeah. I've had some adventures. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you yeah. have too. Yeah. You can have some adventures in there. And it's so much more fun being spirit led than being led by your emotions or being led by your feelings or being led by even what other people are expecting of you. When you're spirit led, you're going to, you're going to see crazy things and, and experience crazy things, but it's all in the kingdom. And if you're the temple, he's going to take care of you. We'll see what happens in the end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's some one day, one day it'll all be there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think people have a misconception of not only the kingdom, but like of heaven, we're going to get to heaven. It's going to be completely different than what we think that it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of it is just the teaching that we have growing up. Just our, our we're never going to be able to fully yeah. understand it in this fallen state and this fallen flesh that we are in right now. But it's, it's, I think it's interesting too. You, you talk about the uh, Peter and John going and, and seeing the lame man, the, the, the quickness that God, when he decides to heal somebody or when God decides to do something in an instant. And if I remember correctly, Peter and John don't help him up. He gets up on his own, right? Yep. A man that has yep. never walked in his life instantly, not only does he walk, but he knows how to get up and walk because yep. God just in that yep. moment heals him. And, and just to think wow. about that, the instant that God says, get up and walk, not only is he healed, but he didn't know how to. Yeah, he's never walked. He, how's he? How's he gonna know? I, you know, wow. if, if somebody told me to do something that I've never done before, I would say, "Well, how do you do mm. it? How do you? I don't know how. I've never done it, right?" But he just gets up and walk, and it's just like you. You read that kind of stuff, and you're like, like the like the uh, disciples said after Jesus calmed the storm, "What manner of man is this that even the wind and the seas obey him?" when you see these things that God can do so quickly and in such a moment's notice, you're like, this is serious. Like this is real. Yeah, and, yeah. and the responsibility that is on us, like I, when we get to a heaven, we are all going to have to give an account for our life. And mm -hmm. I look around at the things that the Lord has blessed me with. And every single one of us, we are blessed far beyond measure. It doesn't matter if you're rich or right. poor Whatever you're going through in life, we truly, with our sin nature, we just deserve hell on earth, you know, honestly. And so just yeah. the, the grace that God has towards us to bless us the way that he does, when I get to heaven and God says, what did you do with all these things that I blessed you with? What am I going to say? You know what I mean? What am I going to say to that? I yeah. have got to do the best that I can to live for him. Like you said, preach the gospel, push the kingdom, do everything that we can for him while we're here, um, because that's yeah. the least, the least that we could possibly do for him. Yeah, there's a lot of things we could spend our energy on that wouldn't profit us kingdom wise. But we're we're going to we're going to find ourselves in situations, I believe. uh in our in all of our lives, really, that will require us to put our energy into uh, what God has given us. I mean, seriously, like, like for instance, what you're doing, uh, what I'm doing, what we're all kind of pioneering to do is reaching out 
into the different streams uh, of, I believe, I've got my own ideas on this, but yeah, I believe that there is uh, something going on. There's a reformation taking place in many areas of the church as a whole that uh, if we don't catch the wind that's coming into the sail at the moment, we may miss the boat. Uh, for for instance, you, we've seen the. I mean, you've talked about. It, I've talked about it. I went to the Asbury uh, revival deal, there. right? Yeah. And what I saw there uh, was a new thing. You know, you read about Isaiah talking about the new thing. I saw the new thing, and uh, it doesn't look like your normal. Uh, what you would think of quote-unquote revival or awakening it's uh it's bigger yeah it's way bigger yeah it's not just a um it's not just a thing it's not just a a, it's coming out of the temple it's coming out of it's 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 almost to the point of where i'm like okay we are back in the day i watched the chosen you know and you see the way the pharisees and all these guys interact with jesus and they're, he's walking among them, and they don't even recognize it. I feel like we are kind of in that boat. And I pray, Lord, don't don't let me uh, don't let me miss it, just because of maybe like my preferences or my misconceptions of things, mm. because we can miss it. But like what me and you're doing, and uh, a lot of others. I mean, there's this is a huge thing that's going on right now. I mean, media is blowing up all over the place, and you wouldn't think there it could grow anymore. Like you know, I thought we were talking about this the other day. Uh, you go from cassette tapes, CDs, MP3, Bluetooth. You got just a whole track of thing. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, I'm I'm an old school guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not tech savvy at all. Yeah. Uh, like I like vinyl records and stuff like that. So I'm I'm way back, but. For some reason, God is calling us to do do things that maybe uh, He's putting us into things that you're not comfortable. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, how do you do that? How do you raise? How do you cleanse the leper? How do you raise the dead? Uh, I don't know, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> we're gonna do it. Uh, we're doing it, and we're doing it through means that maybe wasn't acceptable years ago. But back with like the Asbury thing, there's a uh, what's really going on is what happens in Malachi in the book of Malachi when the hearts of the fathers mm-hmm. are turned to the sons and hearts of the sons to the fathers. And when you experience that, it's going to be a major up shift in your life. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of people that's coming out of this movement that's happening. It's not just a group of young people that are sitting down with a, a guitar and a couple of, uh, people singing and everybody, you know, raising their hands and hallelujah. And it's, it's not, it's not that there's something deep going on, something deep. And we're part of it. Yeah. We're part of it, but it's the whole thing back to the cross. What does that mean? Hearts to the fathers, back to the sons, sons to the fathers, a shift perspective change, getting a healing heart. Healing's got to take place, bro. It's got to. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. I know our generation is broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they're dealing with things like we just talked about the identity issue, mm-hmm. not knowing you don't know what you are, or who you are. Uh, I can't imagine how you sleep at night, but that is what God is after. And that's what he's wanting to heal. Yeah. That was taken care of at the cross. It was yeah. all dealt with at the cross. Mm-hmm. Identity. All of it was dealt with at the cross. And yeah. we have got to, we've got to hop on this bandwagon that God is pulling us through. We've mm-hmm. got to get in on this. I know like they talk about fear of missing out. I don't want to miss out. There's something big going on and I'm not missing out. I'm sure you don't want to miss out either. I've talked to a lot of people on this. We may not understand everything that God's doing right now, but we know he is doing something mm-hmm. and he's, he's getting ready to invade some of our, our spaces. If yeah. we let him, yeah, like we're, we're dealing with media here. I know your vision is media. My vision is a lot of things, but, but media right now, God is really dealing with media and it, it's part of that spiritual overtaking the uh, prince, the power of the air uh, kingdom coming into alignment with what God is doing now through airwaves and different things. Internet, radio, TV, social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it is, the kingdom's got to come. The kingdom's got to come and it's got to be without a watering down of it. Yeah. Without uh, I'm making it something it's not supposed to be. Like I get so sick and tired of hearing some of this stuff. People, they have these questions that does not get answered and things are not handled right. And then it, it, it really gets on me. Yeah. When it can all be handled one thing, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. Bring in that father back. Bring in the father back. Letting him wrap his arms around you. He, he wants to just come in and invade your space with his love. I mean, how much more can that be? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, father and son, whosoever lived on him would not perish. Perish where? <laughs> spiritual death. Spiritual abandonment perish but have everlasting life in him is life mm-hmm. a comforting thing we're talking about the the kingdom the empowerment of the holy spirit the empowerment of his love the empowerment of who he is and knowing what we're called to do like i like your name the name of your podcast is called to act that that just that just breathes great commission i mean it just breathes it but what was the thing in the Great Commission, go tell everybody, go tell everybody, go preach to all nations, all ethnicities, mm-hmm. all colors, all everything, different backgrounds. Like people I talk to maybe be a little bit different from the people you talk to, but we're going to invade them with the love of the kingdom. Yeah. And it's it's great. I yeah. love it. It is. It is. And, and the thing about it, too, is is 
we talk about, we've been talking about the authentic Jesus, right? We've been talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that's been downplayed for so long. So I just want to encourage anybody out there right now, because I'm sure you've probably, and I've had a little, not as much as I am expecting, I've had a little bit, but some kickback to some of this stuff because getting away from that Mm -hmm. religious dogmatic mindset, right? And so the Lord put it on my mind whenever I started the podcast, I started last February. um, And whenever I was... um, getting ready to start it. I was in Acts 413 and he just put it on my heart. You know, I've, I've said it on here all the time, but Peter and John are in the synagogue and the people could tell that the way that they spoke, they were common educated men, but they spoke with boldness because they had been with Jesus. Yeah. And I said, you know what, Lord, um, if you're calling me to do this, you're going to have to give me the boldness because I'm not somebody that w- went to seminary. I'm, I'm just a regular dude. But if you give me the yep. boldness, I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And this year I was praying went right when I got around one year. And I said, Lord, um, give me a fresh word uh, for year number two. Right. And so um, I went back and I reread Acts chapter four. I just went back to the beginning because that's a lot of times what we need to do, because when we're on this road, doing something for the Lord, living our life, un- trying to do our best unto the Lord. Satan tries to come in yeah. for me and he says, you're just doing this to make yourself look good. Or you're just trying to do this. You're not really doing it for God. You're doing it for yourself. And so I have to go back to the beginning and I say, no, I wasn't ever even planning to do a podcast. God laid this on my heart. This is not something that I just thought up one day because I wanted to look cool yeah. or I wanted, you know what I mean? Yep. And so I was like praying and I said, Lord, give me another word for um for this year and so i went back and i re- reread acts chapter 4 and acts chapter 4 29 it says and now lord look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness and so i got to thinking about that and i'm like okay I, there's going to be pushback from the world and i was like praying over it and the lord put it on my spirit from the church you're going to get pushback mm-hmm. you're going to get blowback from the church and i was like yep. okay yep. You know, because this is something that people are scared of. Like you said earlier, this is something that Holy Spirit that you don't understand it. But like when Saul was turned to Paul, when the scales fell from his eyes, he doesn't go back to that Saul. Right. And so that's that's where I feel like I've come to in my life that I'm not the best speaking person in the world. I'm not the best looking person in the world. I'm not the funniest person in the world. But I know that God has called me to do this. The scales have fallen from my eyes. So I'm going to run at it like it Mm -hmm. says in Habakkuk 2.2, write the vision down plain so that those can see it, can run with it. I'm running after it, whatever it fully is. And I I wholeheartedly believe that when I go to heaven, there are going to be millions of people that have heard my voice and heard me speak upon the things of the Lord, speak upon the things that the Lord has put in my life. Because – I just feel in my soul that the Lord would not have called me. Like you said, you're not tech savvy. I'm not tech savvy either. It's a miracle that we're able just to connect right now. And so I look at that and and I'm like, the Lord would not call me so far out of my comfort zone for this to be something small. This is going to be something that changes the world. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's just that when we are giving our talents to the, to the Lord, giving our talents to God, whatever it is, he's going to use you. And it's just, goes back yep. to that what are you going to do with it exactly it's the responsibility of it all mm-hmm. yeah I, with ours our podcast we started in november i think just mm-hmm. i was like uh, i knew god was getting ready to do something mm-hmm. wanted us to do a little something different 
Um, so we got to reach somebody somehow. Yeah. And uh, we had a prayer meeting. It was me and everybody else, all our, all the guys and everybody that works here, Billy and Jed and all their families and uh, my sisters. And we, we got down and we, we had a prayer meeting. And God spoke to us and said, use what you got. Yeah. So, like, we just started using and, like, it was like, okay, we're going to do a podcast. It was like, I, I don't know what that looks like, but we're going to do it. So we just sat down and we did it. And it looked really cringe, but everything sounded halfway. And we're learning. And uh, God's helping us along the way. But that's where it's all at. I mean, nobody started off with uh, everything falling exactly. into place the way it's supposed to. But calling goes beyond that. I mean, if you go and you listen to uh, my first sermon, you would think, okay, that makes no sense. Uh, but all I can say is calling will calling will wake you up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Calling will, will it'll put a drive in you. Mm-hmm. When nothing else will. I've talked to several young guys here lately and dealing with that subject calling. I've been a minister for around six, seven years now. The only thing I can tell you is that calling will 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 make you get up and go. I mean, that's it. When you don't feel like it, you'll have something hit you. When you say no, I don't want no, I don't want to say nothing. I'm not going to say that. You'll have something. Uh, it'll just come right to you. When somebody asks you the question, you're just like, I don't want to answer. Never mind, I got the answer. Uh, when somebody needs something and you'll say, I don't have, yeah, I do. Never mind. So I relate whenever the, the man at the temple, when Peter and John are going to pray, they say, uh, we need silver and gold. And it's like, we don't have silver and gold, but, oh, never mind. I've got what you need. And mm-hmm. that calling comes up inside of you and you're going, you're, you're there. You're not performing for anybody. You're just walking out. What? the spirit is saying that's the spirit led life yeah. and of course the mistakes made along the way you're not going to do everything perfect and you're not going to you're not going to it's not going to be seamless but there's things that will line up in your life that is like okay you know god has definitely showed up in a way uh so i'm going to continue doing what he says for me to do until he changes his mind or the wind shifts so sometimes even like if you know like i know Getting on here and recording a podcast, even when you don't really have the time to do it, but you like, I've got to do that. I've got to do it. We got to do it. And it's, I mean, it's a struggle sometimes, but Colin's saying somebody needs to hear something. And we'll be like, oh, we don't have anything. Wait, I got something. And it'll just come yeah. like that. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. Where does yeah. that come from? <laughs> Where does that come from? Yeah. It's the spirit led life. It's it calling. Is. Yep. That's it. And it's, and it's, I, I hear people say this all the time that like whenever I first started podcasting and I started, the Lord started connecting me with other people that podcast, they're like, I've got this planned out for this week. I've got this planned out for this week. What are you doing next month? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing next episode. I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to tell me what's up. You know what I mean? And that's, that's how it's been the whole way. It yeah. was, it was, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. But I know that the Lord is going to give me something that needs to be said in that moment. And I know I've said time and time again on here that I do believe God is going to allow me to reach millions with his word. And here's the thing about that, that that 
that might sound conceited to other people, but two things about it. One is John 15, 16, Jesus said, I chose you. You did not choose me so that you could bear fruit in yep. what you ask in my name, you will receive. And secondly, there could be somebody that hears something that I say, I could do this podcast for 50 years, which I'd be, mm-hmm. you know, se- you know, 80 years old. I could do this podcast for that long and it reach one person every week. And that person takes it and they do something with their life and it reaches that that person that would have not happened had the Lord not allowed me to do what I'm exactly. doing. And then it connected to them. And I've, I've said this all the time with my wife and I've said it, I've talked to my mom about it and I've prayed over my son because my son, my four-year-old, he comes on here. Anytime he sees the microphone, he comes up, talks about his podcast. You know, Jesus loves you. God loves you. We're going to yeah. talk about God. And I see that. And I'm like, yeah. maybe, maybe everything that I'm doing right now is for him to carry on. You know, I don't know. I don't know the plans of yeah. God. I just know that I'm going to walk it the best that I can. And I'm going to go wherever he tells me to go because mm-hmm. I'm surrendered to him. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And you like that. That's that's integral. What you're talking about, like when your son is watching you do what God has called you to do. I watched my parents do what they were called to do. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm still watching them. I mean, they're my pastors, and I'm still watching them. And they're like, you know, they want to see me do what, I, what I'm called to do, but I'm watching them, and I see how they just don't stop. And like your boy, I don't care how old a child is, when they see their father walking in the will of God, they're gonna say, "Hey, I want to do that someday." Yeah, I mean, I know, like when I was little. And I'd watch my dad, they would drag out tent, tents and we'd go and we'd sit up in little places nobody would be around. And they would get up early in the morning and put a tent up, set chairs out and preach the gospel that night. <laughs> and then I see them go to work and do all that and this and still love God, love me love everyone around them and treat people right. Hmm. That's, that's the big picture. That's, Hmm. that's kingdom to me. So like you're talking about that, that's more that one little dude sitting next to you or climbing up in your chair and trying to mimic dad. Yeah. That's not some silly thing. That's, that's probably your most important audience at this moment. Absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, seriously, that's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, even if, you know, I'm with you. I believe that God is going to help us reach the millions. I believe God's going to help us reach people. Uh, I see God doing a lot of different things uh, through technology. Yeah. But I'm also seeing it on a local, small level. I don't know how this has helped you, but like with like our podcast, I've seen it work in our local church. It's helped us kind of closer together. I don't know mm. how that's happened. But it's mm. helped us because it's like, okay, you guys did this. You talked about this subject. Well, let's have a discussion on that. Mm. I've got, I've got, a, I've, I got a little uh, answer for your question there. Let's talk about this, and it just kind of brings a bigger community, a community yeah. already existing, but yet a little bit more closeness and kind of a uh, conversational, which is what yeah. we need to be more of. I believe mm-hmm. that it kind of helps us. But like, it's a great thing that we're doing. Yeah, and like, yeah. it's not conceited. 
It's not yeah. conceited. I know the enemy kind of beats you up. It's not conceited. Don't say that. Yeah. yeah. It's called vision. It is. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's vision. And two, yeah. you, when you have that understanding that you are adopted by the creator of the universe, uh, you're going to walk mm-hmm. with a little bit of a swagger to your step. You're going, you're going to walk with a little bit yeah. of what's going on with that guy. What's going on with that girl? Well, I'm, I'm chosen by the creator of the universe. That's, that's what's going on, yeah. you know? And, and yeah. when you understand that you can't help, but live your life differently. You can't help, but shine. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. It doesn't matter. People see that light that, that Jesus, when yeah. he has consumed your life, and you're living your life unto him, your light is just constantly shining always. And people can tell that something's different, you know, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And it's something that I am extremely thankful. And I know that I'm not worthy of, but I know he has made me worthy. And I know that he has given me these opportunities. He's opened doors and I'm going to do every single thing that I can do do as much as I possibly can for the kingdom while I'm in there and as much damage as I can do to the enemy while I'm in there. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. So I'm not just giving devil black eye, but take off his head. (laughs) We're coming at my prayer is honestly, dude, every day I pray that the Lord would allow the moves that I make be a mystery to the enemy. So that he doesn't know where it's coming mm. from, but then we're slapping him in the back of the head when he's turning around. We're kicking yeah. him out from under his feet. He's trying to get up. We're kicking him back yeah. and back. He's not knowing where it's coming from, but we're coming from all directions, yeah. you know, and we're pushing yeah. the kingdom and we're doing it in the name of Jesus. Has nothing to do with me, has yeah. nothing to do with any of us except, like you said, the cross. It's about Jesus, it's about the blood. And when we're yeah. pushing that, there's no limit. Yeah. It. Let's go back to the cross for a second. Uh, so, like, Peter was preaching and telling them, uh, you know, if they knew that who they were killing on the cross was going to bring the kingdom, mm. if they knew that's what they were doing, they would not have done that. But the cross, they had blinders on their eyes, and they couldn't see. he come up from behind, and all of a sudden, he's taking the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He's coming up out. And this great thing is happening. And it's like, whoa, we didn't see that coming. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I believe God does that. I remember one time I prayed a prayer. This is kind of humorous. But I prayed a prayer. I was like, God, uh, let the enemy's eyes be blinded to what I'm doing. And I just remember that whole day I went, went places. And my, I had my sister with me at the time. Everywhere we went, people were just looking at us like this. They were trying to see something. Had, it was the weirdest day of my life. It was like they were just trying to see. So it was like people. We went to a restaurant and we sat down and they were just like looking at it strange. I don't know what was going on, but I just remember that was made that connection. The enemy, if you're if you're hid in Christ, when we pray, hide me behind the cross. Don't let them in, don't let them see me. Let them see Jesus. That's right. What does that really mean? You know. When you're when you're doing your thing and you're like, okay, this is just a simple little thing. Some of the craziest things I've ever done in my life have been what I thought was so insignificant. Yeah. Yeah. But God had it. God yeah. had it. And it's an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. And it's and, an adventure. 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but I just want to say this because I, um, I, I was able, I had the opportunity to speak at an online church service a couple of weeks ago and God gave me the topic last year. And I told God that when the time came for me to speak outside of a podcasting platform, that this was what I was going to speak on. So mm -hmm. I had this message prepared for a year and it was about grace and, and the way that the Lord allowed me to speak on Palm Sunday about grace, uh, literally a week before the ultimate example of his grace. And I was able to speak yeah. on the prodigal son and, and I really did an in-depth look on the prodigal son. And you look at, we talked about context earlier when the father sees the son a long way off, you read this story and you, you kind of say, okay, he sees him a long way off. Cause maybe he was missing his son. He was just looking out. No, he was looking out for his son because in that tradition, mm -hmm. if if a son left home and squandered his his inheritance amongst Gentiles, he was not allowed to come back to the community. If he tried to come back, they would do a, a ceremony, a ritual called the Kazaza, I believe it was. And the whole town would come out and they would yell at him. They would throw glass at him, throw jars at him, break him around his feet. He's not allowed to come back. Right. So the father yeah. is looking out because he's saying, I know that if my son, if I see my son, I have got to beat the town. I've got to beat everybody out to get my son. And not only does he get out there, he says, you know what? Quickly go get my best robe. Quickly go get my ring. Quickly go get <laughs> shoes for him. And it's quick because it has to be before the town can get out here because I'm going to cover my son with my robe. Just like Jesus yeah. covered us with his blood. So when the townspeople looked at the son, they see the father's robe. They see the father's ring. They yep. see the father's shoes. Just like when God looks at us, he doesn't see us. He doesn't see the times that we fail. Yep. He doesn't see our imperfection. He sees the blood of Jesus covering us. And just that grace, grace always outruns the shame outruns guilt, outruns people trying to tell you you're not good enough. Grace outruns all of those things. And it's just such a beautiful example, the story that Jesus tells. And, and the people in that moment understood what he was saying. But we can read it so far away and be like, OK, I don't. that's a cool story. But then you actually get into it and yeah. you see the significance of every word, like the word quickly. The, the father's like, quickly, go get my rope. We've got to make this happen quick. Yeah. You know, and so it's just yeah. it's like you said, the Bible is so much fun to get into and to to understand some of this stuff. It's amazing. I, we, I'm telling you, we can be nerds. I know <laughs> I am because uh, <laughs> I get into it and you'll be like, um, I happen to know I know so much useful, useless and not useful, useless information about certain things, but like not just biblical stuff, but like I'll be into the word and you'll see things like oh that comes in handy and you don't realize how much like sort of the karate kid of it all like your wax on wax off and then all of a sudden you're using what you're, you're supposed to be doing the whole time like uh i know this hebrew word and it's like what oh i yeah. found it again and i found out by myself i know a little greek now and you know no it's not little caesars but i know a little <laughs> bit of greek and it's you know it's it's pretty good stuff. It's amazing. Like I'm like you. Like I haven't had any like formal training or anything, but the hunger, the search, it's put it all. Something about that. Um, well, while I'm on it, while I hit my mind, the prodigal son. Yeah. Not only was he given a covering, he was given a ring, mm -hmm. and that ring was his authority mm. over the household. 
and over everything that the father owned. So there's back to the dominion of it all, you know, the dominion of the king. Uh, yeah. Oh my. Goodness. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 It's uh we're, we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to do a part two sometime, dude. This is uh we'll, we'll do, we'll have to do an episode where we just, where we just geek out. Uh, <laughs> we can get into all that. But it's uh, man, yeah. yeah thank you, thank you uh, for coming on. This yeah. has been a lot of fun. Do you you it's have any? Um, do you have any? Yes, sir. Do you have any final words of encouragement before we get out of here? Just everyone, don't feel the pressure to perform. Just go after the search. Just seek, and you'll find him. If you hunger and thirst after him, he will fill you. Don't feel the pressure to perform. That's everybody. Whatever stage of a Christian you are, if you're a baby Christian, if you're an older uh, seasoned Christian, don't feel the pressure to perform. Just hunger and seek him. Amen. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Amen what it's all about so yep. yeah y'all y'all go check them out their podcast they're doing a lot of great stuff shout out to uh billy and jed um the road home podcast you guys are on youtube apple spotify all that right all, all the platforms all right yeah y'all y'all go check them out they're doing some awesome yep. stuff i'll put all that down in the description and everything like that so y'all can just go click the links and and check them out they're doing awesome things for the lord so thank you again for your time man Yep. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in. Lord willing, we'll be back same time next week. God bless you guys. Remember, we're all called to act. So let's get after it.